science and technology. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Tech Garage. I'm Zach Timmy. I'm Matt Vaughn. And we have a very special guest with us today, Nathan Novak. Hello guys, how are you? I believe he's our only listener, so this will be really weird for everyone else. Yeah, um, this just goes to show that if you listen, you too can be on the show. Wait, wait, wait. I told my wife I was going to be internet famous for being on here. Is that not true? Oh, no, it's totally true. Totally okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. the Facebook people will just be blowing up on this here as soon as Matt posts our last three episodes. Yeah, you don't wanna, you're not going to want to put any of your personal information on here. You'll start getting calls left and right. Yeah. From yeah. the three other people who listen? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yes. Who you well, may work with. Probably. <laughs> Almost exclusively. So uh, today what we thought we would do is uh, chat with Nathan a little bit about CES because uh, you were there pretty much all week, right? Yeah, I was there, got there Monday, left on Saturday. So uh, in the show prep we were talking and you said that you spent like over nine hours on getting your blog posts up and yeah. out. So we were kind of, Matt and I were kind of chatting about this uh, last week. What are you doing while you're at CES to remember all the shit that you see? Right, because I look at I look at your blog posts and they're extensive. But yeah. when I've been to conventions, which is mostly just Penny Arcade, uh, hey, I'm, this is neat. Look at that. I want to go look at that. Yeah. Right. I'm so distracted. I, I'm I'm just like all my I'm I'm super ADD mode of just like getting fascinated by whatever the next thing is that I'm looking at. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, well, what did I do? I mean, I was, I was running around for like 12, 14 hours today, but I don't actually know yeah. what I saw. I can't remember the game that I saw at the beginning of the day because that was before breakfast. But, but your notes are your, – your, your write-up so detailed. Yeah, and it's, in, it's actually in the order that I, I walked the floor. So I, I started going to CES. This is actually my second year at CES. Um, I, I kind of go as being John Q. Public. Um, I work for Microsoft, which – uh, because Microsoft is a member of the now Consumer Technology Association, not the Electronics Association, rebranding because everybody does that. Um, I get to get in, um, and and it's free to register. And wait, so wait, what? Yeah, uh, seriously? Well, we'll because, yes. Because well, we have the we same qualifications as you. Yes, <laughs> dude, we are shit at reading oh the internet. Oh my god, huh? How Intranets, we... you mean? Whatever. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. So wait, you just so you just say I work for Microsoft, and they give you they let you in. Uh huh. Pretty much. So you just need to pay to get there and stay. Uh, yeah, like you don't actually need to pay to get in. Correct. This if actually you answers how we know so many people that were going to CES, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who was the other person? Arlen was. Going oh yeah, as well. yeah. That's it. Yeah. If you register usually before like September thirtieth or something like that, it's free. Wow. You know what we should do next year? Go to CES. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the trick is that I've learned. So last year, what I do, and the reason I have records of everything is I just take a crap ton of pictures. And um, I started out last year, I was going to, oh, I'll use my little point-and-shoot because I don't want to walk around with a DSLR. Yeah. Um, and I killed the battery on my point-and-shoot first day. And, ah, just yeah. by, like, taking so many pictures, yeah. you couldn't hold up. Yeah. 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 And then um, I killed the battery on my phone the same day. And so this year I got smart and said, look, I'm just going to use my phone because I have an iPhone 6S Plus. It's what? A, yeah. You're one of those people, are you? You work at Microsoft, but you have Apple everything? No, not like you. I just have an <laughs> Apple phone. Oh. Uh, Nathan's at least got a Surface with him. That's right. I do. Um, but I brought a uh, – a, a, not a big, but it's, it's a, like a 2,200 milliamp – or no, 22,000 milliamp battery. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. In my, yeah. And, and a cable, lightning cable, right angle lightning cable, which Ooh. is really, 
Those are really hard to find. I found it at Target. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. He's and taking notes for himself right now. It was super helpful not having a cable Target. sticking straight out into your hand while you're trying to take a picture. The yeah. right angle actually helped. Anyhow, so I just walk around and I took a picture of everything. And then at the end of the day, I'd go through all of my pictures and go, oh, that's worth saying. That's worth talking about. Oh, I got three pictures of this. And so I'll, you know, some things look like, for example, drones. Everybody and their mother was selling drones this year or okay. trying to sell drones right. this year, right? Because that's the new hot thing in right. sort of consumer electronics, right. really. And so on that day for for uh, for my blog entry, I was like, look, here's 20 pictures of a bunch of drones. And I took a video of like uh, – I think it was Parrot. And they always have this big enclosure. All the drones are in nets in like these – complicated nets to prevent them from flying into somebody escaping and right and, uh, exactly you know becoming skynet right exactly um and so uh they choreograph a bunch of drones to music and you just take a video and oh, that's kind of cool yeah yeah so they're like flying to the music and yeah. sort of matching the somehow or something sure yeah, yeah. Anyhow, it's all on my cool. blog yeah. oh all right by the way i just had a th- new, new next video game drones 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 hmm is this going to be better than Tanks, Tanks, Tanks? Because uh, I know it can't compete with Rockets, Rockets, Rockets. Right, which is totally awesome and yeah. a real game. Yeah, a badass game. That Everybody we're just go check it out. using to rip off the name of whatever next game we have. But Drones, Drones, Drones would be basically Rockets, Rockets, Rockets. Just, but you're flying around drones. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to imagine a bunch of drones flying. Did any of the drones <laughs> escape, like get through the nets or get caught up in the nets and end up like just crash landing hard? Not that I saw. Um I think there were some folks in the press who were allowed in the nets, but I wasn't with yeah. the press. I'm not that cool. I, I, so I'm gonna, I gotta say, I, honestly, I'm a little disappointed with your explanation on how you kept track of everything because I was expecting some complex. He, he thought you had a hat that said press on it, and you walked but, around with a notepad. Yeah, or and something. Like, and, hey, just a second, here. I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> you know, Benji Farris wants the back. Uh, the the. But it's really the best solution. Yeah. It's a great solution. It's it's a visual just, memory of what yeah. I – and I, I pick up a whole bunch. Like I have this bag over here behind me. It's full of pamphlets and this and that of, of interesting things that I saw. Yeah. But for the most part, like my goal last year – and I pared it down this year. But my goal was to like walk every inch of the floor. Right. And I quickly realized that for this year my approach was walk every inch, inch, walk every inch of the floor of the things that I would care about. So well, how big is the floor at CES? <laughs> Which floor do you want to talk about, Zach? All so, of them. <laughs> so where's it, where's it actually hosted? So spending a lot – personally having spent lots of time in Vegas. Yeah. So there um, – it takes the entire Las Vegas – that thing. It takes the entire Las Vegas Convention Center. Okay. It takes Holy balls. It takes That's the huge. whole Sands Convention Center at, Wait, the, at the Venetian. Both? Yeah. The Sands and mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Convention Center. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff that's – press and some other things that are like up at the aria okay and okay. i haven't gone over there because that's way the hell out of the way from right where you're at so right. where, where did you end up staying then for last two years i've stayed for convenience at harrow's okay because it's, no, on, the because monorail. it's on the monorail yes. you can yeah, hit you can both of the quick. actually you can only hit you can hit the the sands convention center you probably have to walk a little bit yeah too. but it's right next door right but and then and then the uh the main convention center is right off the monorail it's so. one stop yeah. down it's perfect wow okay it, yeah, and then Harrow's you get it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah, so, it, it was yeah. actually a decent deal. Somebody asked me like, "Oh, are you staying at your favorite place in Vegas?" I'm like, "No, I'm staying at the most convenient place in Vegas." Yeah, 
I, if I was going for myself, I wouldn't stay at Harris. But then again, I don't like Vegas, so it's just me. I don't yeah. gamble. I don't really drink a ton. Vegas is just not my town. Yeah. Did you check out the Picasso exhibit while you were there? Was it the Bellagio or uh, any of the awesome restaurants? Uh, I, wa- I I went to the Picasso. No, it was a Monet exhibit like ten years, years ago. Yeah. yeah. So ten years ago, yeah. That's good. Nice. Yeah. 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 So. Um, what were the things that were kind of stand out for you? I mean, obviously you have a lot that you blogged about. Yeah. What was like maybe the, I don't know, pick a number, the top X yeah. of things that you thought were great. And what, what, what were they and why? So like, I think one of the biggest things this year was, and I hate this term because nobody knows what it means, which is why I'm going to use it. Internet of things. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate that's, that term that's, too. That's, right. I, I love the idea behind it. Yeah. Right. I hate the term of it. Right. So, um, I went to the Intel keynote on Tuesday night, if I remember correctly, um, and they were uh, showing off their Curie platform, which is about a ten dollar sauce. Yes, no, it's like Marie. Oh, like okay. our intro music. Oh, that Curie. You literally heard okay. her like thirty right. seconds ago. <laughs> so it's this ten dollar system on a chip that you can put in anything, and they showed off all sorts of things that you can do with it. They're um, powering drones to make sure that uh, as a drone is following you and a tree jumps out in front of it, it is able to dodge the tree. Or they attempted to make music. And note to Intel, please, please, please don't ever do live kinetic music again. It sucked. <laughs> so, what, uh, so they didn't, so just they didn't hire that the whole Blue thing there. To, it was just... It or was, stomp. It was just bad. Well... I guess the concept was good, but I'm a drummer, and I could tell that their demo was misfiring because the performers were making moves and nothing was firing, and then all of a sudden uh, it was fire a bunch, and it just sounded horrible. So, it wasn't so even they the, had some latency in the it, system. Oh, yeah. It wasn't the performer's problem. It was the system couldn't quite handle the load they were throwing at it, uh, or performance-wise couldn't handle the... I'm going to go with D all the above. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, Some of the guys from The Verge had a take on that... Uh, on that uh, episode with the music that uh, I linked to from my blog because I really couldn't find a better way to write it up. It was just a disaster. Oh. <laughs> um, anyhow, so Internet of Things, so um, the Curie platform powering all sorts of different things, and, and uh, they're doing uh, chips on snowboards at the X Games coming up later this month um, that will live stream telemetry and acceleration and flips and all sorts of stuff onto ESPN. Um, that, that yeah, cool. I did a quick uh, search here, and it looks like they've got on their uh, six-axis combo sensor that includes accelerometers, gyroscopes, so you can kind of keep tabs on yeah. any direction you're moving and shifting. Yeah. And, and they had live demos on the stage of all this stuff. It was actually pretty cool to watch. Huh. Um, I'm going to also include in, in the, the Internet of Things all of the connected stuff in the house. Yeah. Um, from light bulbs that are also speakers that are also Wi-Fi access points to... Wait, hang on. That's a thing? Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. So I I've, I um, <sighs> may over-technologize everything that I own, and I've been at the uh, Home Depot, and I've seen the, uh, like, light bulbs that are speakers that have lights in the – like, the, the light color changes based sure. off of what you're doing. And I've wanted to buy them, 
but it just seems so absolutely effing useless as to be not even worth the uh, however much it costs. Right, but they're speakers. Like they, right. they act as how speakers. many speakers do you need in your hallway through your house, and how much do you need to clog up your Wi-Fi bandwidth? And I, how good are I, those speakers that are also a light bulb really going to be? I, I don't Sitting know. Sitting in the can I don't know, of metal like, things that shake. Yeah, but like your whole house is now a giant speaker. Right, I mean, it's granted, a giant it, shitty speaker. It may speaker. have awful sound quality. I, sure. I don't know. But if they get over the sound quality thing. I mean, look, you look at like how small speakers are now. The little like uh, Bluetooth mobile speakers and yeah. stuff and just l- little teeny ones that look right. like... They still that, have a that, box that 10 years ago, in. we'd have all gone, oh, yeah, that's going to sound awful. I'm not, ever, not even going to plug that in. It's going to sound so awful. Now, I'm not saying they sound as nice as a full cabinet stereo system, but they sound pretty good for being able to hold it in your palm of your hand now. Uh, it doesn't cut past my bar. I just like I canceled satellite radio because I could hear too much of the compression and it just sounded horrible. Okay. Did you listen to our we uh, episode where we which did is good the uh, the uh, test to see if you could hear compressed versus uncompressed audio? I don't think I did hear that one. We, we should try it with uh, Nathan. That would be yeah. Yeah, we should bring <laughs> that back. Maybe choose different music. I think we were using uh, was it Celine Dion? I think it was Celine Dion or. or um, uh, it was some god-awful, was, horrible yeah, music. Yeah. Celine Dion was actually playing across the street from Harris at mm-hmm. uh, Caesar's Palace. Yeah. In yeah, fact, my wife's aunt flew in, and I had dinner after that show with her. Wait, and I didn't was, go to the show. She was playing last week. Her husband just died like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, this was – no, her husband died last week. Was it last week? It was the okay, week so before. It was the week, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hey, the show must go on. It does. I guess. Um like wearables and other things. Oh, the funny thing about the connected home. So I have a Pebble Steel. Okay, yeah. Um, it, it's a it's an interesting device. I like it. It is my first foray into smartwatches. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest problem I have is the Bluetooth stack is shit, <laughs> and it will cause um, when I'm listening to Spotify or podcasts. Right. Mostly you guys. Of course, thank you. I'm we sure. appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I'm in my car. It, if I have my watch's Bluetooth turned on, it will randomly just start skipping and popping. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So I walk through the connected home area at CES. My watch drops connectivity from um, uh, to my phone rather five times and reboots once. <laughs> I thought it's that always was handy cool. to have your watch yeah. just. Poof. Yeah, there Gone. was a there was a new um, remote control demo that was you guys would love it because it was all touchscreen and I remember yeah. the other a couple of weeks ago you were talking about oh this this you know great remote control but if it's all touchscreen you can't see shit in the middle of the night yeah, and, yeah. Um, so he does listen to the show it's I like, know it's oh, yeah. really it's amazing yeah well, the guy was uh, trying to demo something as oh there's there's too much interference here this this isn't going to work really well. See, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> sounds like maybe like I I get when you're doing a demo and you're like at a convention center, you're like, yeah, so we don't have enough internet bandwidth here to really right. demo it. Well, that's not our fault. That's the fact that everybody's doing Wi-Fi here. Yeah, across no, the board. Bandwidth but, at CES kicked ass. Really, seriously, especially in the the Las Vegas Convention Center in the let me get this right the North Hall and the Central Hall. Yeah, have wait for it. AT&T Wi-Fi. So if you have an iPhone from AT&T or mm-hmm. any other phone from AT&T, you automatically get logged into this network. It had suck it Verizon killer bandwidth. I was shocked. That is crazy cuz I've never been in either like anytime I've been in a stadium event or yeah. a convention center event or something like that, even when they have the hey, here's our free public Wi-Fi that we've set up specifically for the stadium. Yeah. Let's just say maybe at CenturyLink. Um, <laughs> maybe as an example, who you'd think would be able to handle some 
high speed yeah, internet. Yeah. yeah, it's crap. You can't you can't no. do anything. I, I'd have um, uh, now they didn't have it at the Las Vegas Convention Center South Halls. Huh? It wasn't there. So the day I did the South Halls, and there's two levels there. Um, I had like 300 or 400 pictures to upload. I actually walked back over to the central <laughs> hall and parked for like 20 minutes and let all my photos upload. Yeah. Hmm. It was, yeah, it was worth it. So uh, on the internet of things, uh, f- me loving technology and wanting to have as many cool gadgets that I know will absolutely not work in the way that I want them to right. and be able to spend just gobs of stupid amounts of money on it. Uh, the, the, the barrier for me has been it really feels like you almost have to buy into an ecosystem yeah. to make it work, right? Now, walking around my house, it's pretty clear I've bought into Apple's ecosystem um, with the sole exception of my set-top boxes where I have Rokus everywhere because, you know, I can get Amazon Instant Video on my Rokus right. and not on Apple TV. But it's weird trying to think of how you do have to work at integration once you start putting, you know, Philips light bulbs and yeah. garage door openers like the... They now make tons of different garage door openers or additions you can make to your garage door that let you operate those remotely from the internet, get logging for when they open and close. I, you know, I want that. Right. Why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, key, keyless entry to your home. There's like three different manufacturers that mm-hmm. now let you have Bluetooth keys that you can send via email that will only work from certain devices. Yeah, like, and, that, and that was actually something I'm specifically looking at because yeah. I have a 10-year-old. This is her first year of riding the coming bus and, going, and on her coming, own. going on her own, and she always forgets her keys. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, uh, I love you, but remember <laughs> your keys. Uh, and, and, and so I talked to a bunch of different vendors in the connected home environment and a lot of them were talking about how do you integrate between, you know, this standard and that standard and, and they're trying to develop, you know, they'll have their own light bulbs and speakers and locks Mm -hmm. and this stuff, but most of them also have a hub. Right. And, and their hub says we play well with everybody else too. Yeah. Like the app, the new version of Apple TVs are supposed to, in addition to being an Apple TV, also being a home hub that can talk to at least a fair amount of the devices that I personally have been looking at, which has been kind of making me go, come on, Amazon, get up off your ass and finish an Amazon video app on there so that I could just go buy an Apple TV. I can now have a centralized hub to work with the uh, lock I want on the front door. Now, I would hold off on the locks. I talked to a couple different vendors, and they were all – and if you read the, the – as I have, the reviews for those you know, uh, uh, you know, Bluetooth or, or other technology, yeah. NFC um, locks, they all usually work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I want my lock to always, to work. always work. Yeah. Right. I, I'm going to – just real quick, because I've completely forgotten about this. Uh, I'm going to give a lock I, – I, when my kids were about eh, – Eight or nine, about the time they started coming home, I put a, uh, a fingerprint re- reader on the garage door. Ooh. Yeah, it was super fancy. It was really nice, it seemed. Did, did it um, uh, get bypassed by Silly Putty? No, no, no. Uh, it, was, um, it was made by Master Lock, and it stopped working after about three weeks, which I thought, ah, no problem. Let me, let me contact their customer service and get a nothing. I absolutely could not get any response from their customer service after... Roughly two and a half months, I gave up. On and our garage, I have the flip up the cheap plastic door and yeah. punch the key code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of the vendors that I talked to about the fancy lock said, you know what? If you really want something now, just get a keypad lock and right. it will work all the time. Yeah. See, I've been so, drooling over so that. So just FYI, and this was several years ago, but the master lock thumbprint reader, fingerprint reader 
was – well, I mean, it worked for a couple of weeks and it was great. And then it stopped working. But customer service from – Master Lock. Master Lock crap. up and down across the board. I got nothing. I had – I'd get mail threads back and forth with somebody and then they'd just drop off and stop responding. Sad. And all I wanted was – like, hey, I don't want my money back. I just want the thing to work. And I couldn't get anything. So That's lame. Yeah. So screw those guys. Yeah. I've been wanting a new uh, uh, one of the Bluetooth locks forever now. And I was initially going to get the Quickset Kivo smart lock. And yeah. then I saw that the August smart lock came out recently, which looks really pretty. It's mm-hmm. supposed to have HomeKit in it, so it works with Apple. And it looked way simpler to install than yeah. any of the others because you just pop the inside piece of your lock off, slap it on, and boom, you're done. Right. So I haven't I haven't looked at any of those. Does it basically, you Bluetooth your phone into it, and then when it sees your phone, it just the door unlocks and or that's locks? That's one of the options, yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's kind of Pretty badass, yeah. actually. It, if, in theory, it works, it's great. Right. I think the problem is, especially when people use the proximity, like, hey, I'm more than 30 feet away and it locks. Right. You know, when you have the... 95% success rate with that. Yeah. The yeah. 5% is stuff to be worried about. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, mean you, because don't, you don't you don't feel okay just leaving your front door unlocked? As much as my daughter would consider otherwise, yeah, I really <laughs> don't like the house running around unlocked. Huh. Yeah, that that's probably good. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad to hear that I shouldn't buy them yet, but yeah, I really so want one. The, the long story <laughs> short there is is uh wait another year or maybe two. And right. new stuff should be coming out and getting better. What are they doing on the new stuff that's going to make it actually um, leaps and bounds better than what they have now? Branding, branding, branding. Don't look over here. Look over here. I have right. no idea. Okay. So so lots of solid technical uh, investment. Of course. Getting rid of that backlog. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, yeah. Sure. Finding a way to charge me $300 for right. instead of 200 I think uh, watch the Amazon reviews and uh, when those start what? trending positively, then... Well, there's reviews on Amazon? Evidently. Do you have to scroll to get that? Because I make it to the buy it now button and that's pretty much it. Amazon must really like you. They fucking love <laughs> me. Uh, other things at CES. So, so um, you know, all the IoT and just kind of just generic devices. Um, 3D printing, uh, huge. Uh, was huge last year is yeah. is even bigger this year. Yeah, starting to do some really cool things. Um, it used to be you get like one color monofilament and you make the Eiffel Tower in purple or pink <laughs> right. or red or, or whatever. Absolutely, Very everything you colors. make is going to be purple, basically. Right. Yeah. So what I saw this year is um, combining 3D scanning of live objects, say a person, okay, and 3D printing, and the print material is sort of plasticky, sort of cloth. And the printer has ink, like color dyes in it. And so you can make a scan of matte and then print out a full color model of matte. Wow. And it actually looks awful. Yeah, sort I'm of not like sure you. what we'd do with that. Uh, ooh, could, we could make uh, masks. We could all go as a uh, matte for Halloween. Yeah. I mean, we'd have to shave our heads. But. Sure. So, so do you uh, – and when I looked at – the last time I kind of looked into 3D printers in the last, I don't know, 18 months ago or something. Yeah. It was still didn't quite feel consumer level. You know what I mean? Like it felt like the um, the makers were totally going crazy yes. with it because I can do anything. Um, but like consumer level, it still felt like it was a little bit like, hey, you're going to spend 30 minutes leveling it, and then you're going to do this, and then you're going to do that, and then you're going to try it. And you know, 90 percent of the time, you'll get what you want. But y- you know what I mean? Like on the or, yeah. or are they improving? Did it seem like they're improving some of that to make it? I think it's a business case. I think like. For me personally, 
a 3D printer is on my want list. Yeah. But it's also on my reality list of th- – that's like the Christmas morning present that gets played with for two hours and then the rest of the year never gets touched. Right, because when do you I, – I, I, to me, it feels a little bit like if you're not a maker, right? If you're not in that right. sort of maker community where I'm, I'm constantly like tinkering with things and, and trying not to make new things, which I really don't do. Right. Um. I feel the same. Like I'd be like, "Oh, cool! I made a little Yoda. Oh, cool! I made." Let um, me let me tell you about the Microsoft Garage. Okay, we can talk about that offline. Okay, because <laughs> since we're at Microsoft, speaking of cool things that being at Microsoft can get you into, yeah, we have access to all sorts of toys and laser oh, colors okay. and printers. Maybe and, we should, yeah. maybe I should just spend my time playing in there for an hour and then, yes, I see. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my nephew came home, or not home, but I mean, we were hanging out on Sunday. And he was super stoked about the uh, Raspberry Pi Girl, G-R-R-L. Basically, it's a uh, little mini build where you use uh, um, basically functionally a Raspberry Pi right. to make yourself a little Game Boy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was stoked and he was like, you know, he's now working here to save up his money so that he can buy one in like 11 or 12 weeks, however long it takes him to save, uh, you know, the 100 bucks the kit right. costs. And I... I know I've got 11 weeks to prep, but I was looking it up this week, and I'm like, oh, okay, this looks easy and doable. Yeah, nothing out, nothing too hard. Ah, shit. I need a 3D printer to print this stupid enclosure. Oh, lame. Well, now, I, I don't have a 3D printer, but... Uh, you have access to I one. I do have access to yeah. one. You have friends. I actually had a, a, a buddy um, that I work with made Christmas presents for everybody and laser cut a little uh, piece of plastic so mine had a R2-D2 on it. Nice. And then laser cut a little wooden box. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And then had an, an, an little Adafruit, like Arduino right. uh, chip in it um, and an LED. And he basically – so this box will light up whatever – like mine's an R2-D2 that sits on my desk. And it just like rotates through the rainbow of colors on the on – the, the, Oh, so it's got desk. a little uh, – uh, LED on it yeah. that has the uh, yeah. different colors. And I have to admit, like, I, like I've never really been interested in being a maker. Like, to me, yeah. it's one of those intellectually, oh, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. But, like, I just don't have time. That, that's right. So, yeah, exactly. But within 20 minutes of receiving my Christmas present from from my coworker, I had hacked it and broke it and then <laughs> spent another 30 minutes trying to fix it. <laughs> It was cool. It was really sucked me in. So right, yeah. if you look uh, right behind Matt, you'll see uh, one of my maker. Well, actually, one of my maker attempts here. This is actually an LED light panel that that's, I made based off of uh, internet that's very directions. Cool. That's it very is cool. wicked fucking bright, and it's only got <laughs> half of the LEDs lit up right now. Oh my gosh, that's lame. <laughs> yeah, I, it's uh, my problem is on these kinds of things. It takes you know six or eight hours to do something because right. I'm either have to run back and forth to the hardware store and get it. Right. And with a little baby in the house, I don't have eight hours what? contiguous time to do anything. Yeah. I have two kids, and, and I love them. But no, they, they suck up all the free time in the universe. Wait, shit. You mean it doesn't get better after they start walking, talking, and like going their own places? I've heard it gets better around age 13 when they start ignoring you. Oh, it, I can't wait. It does. Trust me. It gets way better. <laughs> I uh, spent this on, on – uh, this is a little side tangential. On Saturday, uh, my wife and, and my one daughter were off playing around with their friend who was having a baby, and my other daughter was hanging out with me. Uh, we came over here, did some. Uh, I don't know, Nathan. I don't know if you've noticed this sweet uh, setup we got in here with, the, with the blankets. It's impressive. Dude, dude, soundproofing. Yeah. But soundproofing. We, uh, we set that up. I like and, it. Uh, and then afterwards, me and my daughter went home and we played. Uh, we played Castle Crashers for about eight hours. 
What's Castle Crashers? <laughs> so Castle Crashers is a little 2D platform game that came out on the uh, Xbox 360 in about 2008. So when it came out, she was like roughly eight years old. And I don't know if you've played video games with eight-year-olds, but they suck. Um, and so actually with both my daughters, we'd play Castle Crashers. But they and they loved it, and right. we'd get home and they'd be like, "Let's play Castle Crashers." I'm like, "Ah, oh, you're gonna suck." Uh, <laughs> so, but but I'd sit and I'd play with them, and I leveled my character way the hell up through some various glitches and things that aren't available anymore. Features, they're features, yeah, features, right? Uh, to sort of be able to like drag them along and protect them and and, and stuff, and so it was fun. But um, they recently re released Castle Crashers on the Xbox One as sort of a um, Remastered version. It's right. got higher, um, higher uh, textures and and better frame rate and sure. various things. So we got that. She's been playing it for the last couple of months because this was sort of her like childhood game that she never finished, and she's kind of been a little obsessive about it. And right. It's mostly just been her playing, and she keeps trying to get her sister to play, but her sister was like, "I don't want to. I don't want." So we sat and finished the game. Uh, Saturday night at our house, it's was, all the Lego games. Yeah. Oh, Xbox. like Lego Batman. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like uh, the 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 game du jour is the Lego Marvel superheroes one. I'm sure I'm getting the name wrong. But yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking uh, about. At, and in fact, the four year old played that. So my wife's grand scheme, and she's brilliant for this, is she'll go through and play a whole bunch of levels and and unlock a whole bunch of stuff, and then. The four-year-old wants to play, and it's like, sure, go free play in the city. And he loves, you know, Hulk smash and destroying right. buses and all sorts of stuff. And it's sad and depressing that he's probably better at that game than I am at this point. <laughs> but I don't game a lot either. Um, anyway, yeah. I think we were talking about something completely oh, yeah. different. We were talking about 3D CES. printing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a super tangent. So well, what, was, what cool stuff was going on with 3D printing <laughs> other than being able to print up masks of Matt? <laughs> uh, I That's think, a great movie name. Yeah, ooh. The uh, the other interesting thing around 3D printing was how um, how fine the fidelity of the output is. Um, it used to be that you know those monofilaments were fairly thick, and so yeah. everything looked kind of you know granular. Uh, it's getting um, uh, way better, even in just you know year over year. Again, this yeah. isn't something that I super pay attention to. And there there was you know probably two football fields of space of of you know 3D printing stuff I wow. I, I don't know I will go, this is where all those pictures I took just go look at the blog and there's a whole bunch of pictures on there We'll have to get the links to the blog into the show notes so Absolutely. That everybody that's listening can go check it out Absolutely Other cool stuff speaking of 3D virtual reality Okay You may have oh. heard of uh I've heard something about this back in the 90s it was a big deal I think yeah. right Dude yes, I played a totally. uh, Doom on virtual reality back uh, when I was a little kid and it was awesome like so, those cardboard cutouts coming towards me, and yeah, I was going to yeah. get eaten by a demon. <laughs> so, what's the name of the the the, the Samsung handset? Uh, VR, Gear VR. That's Gear. it. Yeah. So, I I got to play with one of those actually at the Faraday Future booth. Okay. So, I don't know if you guys heard about Faraday. It's. Just, I know he makes good cages. Yes, absolutely. So, there's this new company that just made a big splash in in the press at CES that they're trying to. Um, uh, edge in on Tesla, like automobiles. Okay. And they have this like supercar and they had a model of it on the floor that looked, oh my God, ridiculously awesome. Okay. Like like a Batman supervillain car. Okay. And um, it's all electric. Okay. And they had this VR experience 
with the the you know the gear hand, headset. So, oh, so you, is that way you kind of virtual? You, that way everybody's not clambering into the vehicle. You just put on the VR. You set would think. And, okay. Yeah, except you go through this experience, and it's just like driving through Tron. <laughs> Do you even have the light streaming behind you? I couldn't see behind me. Oh, okay. But it was lame. And the VR experience was just horribly crappy. Okay. And it made me go so like – a strong endorsement for the vehicle I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure what the tie-in was other than the booth babes and VR. And you know, you don't have to go wait three hours in line to go through the Oculus booth. You can wait five minutes and go through here. Right. I, I'm not really sold on the whole VR experience after that. It, it just yeah. – Now, have you – had an option to do anything other so the so the Gear VR I mean is basically putting a Samsung S3 right. or 5 something something in your face yeah uh, and using that as the as the LCD now I haven't got to try one of those yet did it did it seem like the resolution wasn't high enough for one thing that's the one it, it, it thing seemed, I kind of suspect the resolution was shit yeah um no matter how much you you spin the little dial that's over the bridge of your nose I couldn't get it to be in focus okay um, just, and you don't wear glasses either, so that's. Well, just, I have contacts on, but okay, like yeah, so yeah, yeah, that shouldn't have been, that should have been cake, right? Exactly. It, it was just it was completely, and then just driving through a really shitty Tron world was just yeah, because there's nothing to look at. It's just, it's just I assume it's just all black with some blue lines floating around. Effectively, that's, yeah, effectively. Now oh. there was a booth. Um, there's a new company that was um, spun up called Movio by Crush with a K. I don't okay. know. Branding, right? Yeah. They had this gigantic booth that had probably a, a 60 foot by 60 foot LED TV screen on the ceiling, as you would. Okay. So you had to look straight up to see it? Uh-huh. It wasn't it wasn't like hanging down. No. It was That's the odd. roof of yeah, the booth. Okay. And then in the middle of the booth, they had this like VR car. Now it wasn't cars it's a pod. It was a three-axis pod that you sat in, and you had to get strapped in like a fighter pilot, okay. and you had to have a helmet on, Okay, and then you got to have this full, awesome experience of flying through space, and you controlled it, and you know, like we watched this guy from the Sci-Fi Channel when I was driving by, right, or walking by, rather, got to, to go in and experience like this full VR thing. Now- So it was turning you upside down and everything. Side to side, going, oh, wherever you went, yeah, it would- yeah. Yeah. I would imagine like there's an cool. old arcade game, uh, like an old fighter chit arcade game that did the same thing, kind of. Yeah, but the, it probably the... wasn't spinning your couch. No, no. Yeah, this was spinning your couch. Wait, your couch? Well, your chair. Your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was one like there was one in the in the, in the 90s. It was like a fighter jet game. You'd strap in and you'd go oh. like up completely upside down. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was it was pretty badass. But you were just looking at a screen in front of you, not. No, this was like yeah. VR helmet goggle yeah. thing in full immersive experience. Now. They weren't giving demos out to pretty much anybody but press. Okay. So it was more like huge space, lots of you know expense to just generate buzz. Right. It, I wonder about it, that regularly when I'm at PAX because like – what is it? Pelican? They've got like three quarters of the goddamn floor and they've got like six sets of uh, headphones to sell. And oh, like Turtle all Beach the you're Turtle about. Beach. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Now here's the better part. I, I spoke to one uh, – me and some other random guy who was standing next to uh, – uh, spoke to one of the guys from this company. Yeah. And we're like, what are your plans? The quote – and I, I will paraphrase because it's been a little while, so I can't remember the exact words. But effectively it was, 
well, we came here and we didn't really have a business plan or a business model or anything. We just thought this was really cool, but we've had so much excitement. <laughs> Next week, we're going to go come up with a business plan. And I'm just thinking, hey, it's the dot-com bubble all feels, over again. That feels totally backwards. I'm jealous that they have um, the capital to do that. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, who, who are their investors? Can, can we well, get their number? Here's, what, when I, when I, when I, here's the thing. That sounds totally awesome to get to go and play around and fuck around with one of those. Like, it sounds uh, like I'd love to, to do it, but it feels super limited. It feels like for VR, you're going to have space games and fighter jet games available to use in that. Right. And then the, you know, 1% of the one percenters who can actually afford one to put it somewhere or you have it in an arcade or something. But it doesn't feel like there's not a market. Now, I think, I think there's – I think augmented reality will be a little better as from a business perspective and a business model perspective. And I say for, – for those of you who don't know, there is a difference between virtual reality and augmented reality. Virtual reality – and hold on. Let me push my nerd glasses up on my nose. <sighs> Virtual reality is when you're immersed in a 3D environment that is completely rendered and, and you can't see the real world at all. Yeah. Augmented reality is when uh, you have like Google Glass or the HoloLens, which is Microsoft HoloLens, where you have kind of a visor in front of you and you're seeing the real world, but there are bits and pieces that are added to it by the computer. Right. And I think that I think the benefit of augmented reality is you you don't have to deal with that sort of like uh, what do I do with my body? Because my body's – there's still no way to detach your body. And so if you're walking around in your VR, you're going to run into a wall in the right. real world. Well, and, and from a business perspective, like the Intel demo actually was really cool. And with their augmented reality demo, they had a guy wearing a helmet with a visor on it. And he walked up to this you know, big massive pipes and gauges and things like that. And the computer with augmented reality was able to like point at, hey, this gauge shows a bad thing. That right. bad thing reading is like the temperature is 250 degrees. It maxes should be 220. Um, here, go replace this part. Here's and if you how you don't, re- your mech's going to freeze up and you're going to get shot. Yes, exactly. There is a gaming right. aspect, of course. But, but I, the augmented reality, what you're getting at is that there's there's business opportunities for augmented reality yes. in industry, yes. not just entertainment. Right. Yeah. And so any industry, construction or maintenance or... Yeah. I would kill it, for augmented reality, uh, honestly. It would make everything airplanes. in life or better. Or even, even, even software engineering, right? I mean, you're, or, or whatever. It, Imagine it how much the, better you could type if the text was floating right in front of your I'd eyes. I'd love it in meetings where I could remember what everybody's name is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I would kill for that. Or just little hoverovers. This is a director. Don't call them a... In, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, it gets you that sort of um, cyberpunk minority report. Yeah, um, option sort of maybe. So, you know, it, it's it's getting us a step closer to that. Yep. Um, I, I'm not sure that it will. Um, I, I'm not sure that, though that there's necessarily a only a market for one or the other. I think there will be a market for both, both. VR and yes. augmented reality, yes. and I think they'll I think they'll complement each other. Uh, in theory, I don't even know if they'll be related. I, I think they're totally not. different but I could, applications. I could totally see having a a headset that does both, right? Like, imagine yeah. like if you had the 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 Hololens just, just blacked out and went full VR mode on you, or something. That'd be cool. You know? One second, I do want to make a quick caveat here. Uh, I don't think anybody here has played with the Hololens or talked about the Hololens. So there is uh, like just because we work at Microsoft right. doesn't mean we know anything about yeah. it. This is from us reading the internet exactly. and going, "Wouldn't it be great if?" Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Correct, because <laughs> I like making money. I still <laughs> right. need a job. Exactly. 
Um, other stuff at, at CS, because uh, I know we probably should, you know, end this at some point. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of time. There's a lot go. of car stuff. Like cars. Really? Every, yeah. I mean, everything. Like car, like, like uh, consumer add-on type car stuff. Like here's the thing for your car. Here's oh, how yeah. to mod your car. Here's, oh, yeah. Here's, here's, here's how to put a ginormous, you know, base subwoofer thing in your car. Okay, yeah. With LED lights and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. And then all the component manufacturers of like wiring harnesses and all the rest of that stuff. Okay. But yeah. all the big car makers were there too. Ford, GM, Mercedes, Volkswagen, like okay. lots of different – and the big makers are um, a lot of connected car technologies. Yeah. Um, and, and it was and it was really cool. So I have a Ford and I have a Ford with the Microsoft badge on it. Yeah. yeah you yeah. got the sink in it. I, yeah. It's everything and the kitchen sink. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, I won't go into that diatribe. I, I have many opinions on – so you're just as happy with your Ford Sync as I am with mine? Sure. Moving on. <laughs> um, I, I think it'd be, it could be so much more. Yep. Um, the interesting thing is Ford was talking about Sync 3, which is the next version. That's not out yet. Um, it's coming. It's coming soon. They were talking about it coming soon last year and demoing some of right. the cool stuff. And um, some of the questions last year is, hey, we just heard like – I forget when it was, like a little while ago, about these new things from Android and Apple coming down the line. Of and course, you're talking about CarPlay and uh, Android Google Auto. Auto. Yes. Or Android Auto. Yes. Yeah. And Ford was like, yeah, we'll see maybe sometime in the future, but we're going to do our own thing on our own app ecosystem. That was CES for Ford last year. Yeah. CES like for Ford this year is, hey, we've got our whole ecosystem-y kind of thing. We are fully compliant with... With Apple, everybody? With everybody else. Android Auto, CarPlay, whatever. It's, it's such the better way to go. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, 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 hold on, though. Let's talk about how they implemented it. So I uh, did brief research, a.k.a. listen to another podcast earlier. Uh, I think it was Material, where they talk about a bunch of Google stuff. Right. And um, it sounds like on this topic, they had done about as much prep as I did. Um, <laughs> so they listened to it yet another podcast? No, uh, one of the guys has got a uh, a uh, review from CES, like uh, email saying, hey, here's what's coming down for Ford. Yeah. And it sounds like what they're doing is kind of this weird bifurcated thing where they have the Ford platform that runs everything, but it hosts Google or uh, Apple's sure. solutions inside of it. So you don't actually get a fully immersive experience inside of either Apple or Google. You have them kind of running as an app in somebody else's... I don't know. Like, I saw the Apple CarPlay UI yeah. on a Ford, like, head-end unit. Okay. So, I mean, maybe you had to launch into right, CarPlay maybe. mode, but it was the Apple experience that I've seen online. How so, did you like the Apple experience, actually? I Like, my next car those, will basically be bought because it has Apple Play in it. Really? Or CarPlay, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> those... Um, those booths were so packed. I didn't get a chance to to really have any hands on time with it. Um, it, I mean, it, as long as it works, like I, I had so many bugs that I went yeah. through with the, the current platform um, and the original Ford Sync platform. I've been on version one and version two. Um, I don't care. You I know, just want it to work. All I the had time. A, a rental car while I was down in California years and years ago with the first incarnation of Ford Sync when it was still just the little tiny LCD yep. up on the uh, dashboard. Yep. And you plugged your phone in and you talked to it and everything just worked and it was fucking phenomenal. When we got the truck, uh, it came with Ford Sync. And I was like, sweet, this is going to be great. I remember the last time I used Ford Sync. Yep. Uh, 
I was reminded why um, car manufacturers shouldn't be in charge of making UIs or any kind of user experience. They do an awesome job of making sure that my fuel injectors fire, that my airbags go off, and that my car mostly goes forward. Um, UX is not their uh, bread no. and butter. And the like the Ford, just to take a quick tiny thing, when I go into the Ford, if I plug um, one of the phones into sync, it doesn't automatically cut over to sync. I need to go hit the media button and then hit line in. So it goes into Mine USB. Mine does. Yeah. Ours never has. I can't seem to make it do it automatically. Have you ever updated it? I've tried to update it, but every time I go to the site to download the updated stuff, it says, you're up to date. Which my buddy tells me is incorrect because he has a Ford 2 and he has a much newer version of the software than yeah, I Yeah, like they just shipped an update like a few weeks ago. See, I, I'm wondering if we bought right on the cusp of the in-dash non-updatable version right before they started shipping one that oh, was user updatable. I'll look at it when we leave. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you're – so you – you really want something with Apple Play in your next car. And last well, time we- Actually, I, 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 to be clear, I don't necessarily want CarPlay. I want something where I don't have to worry about the interaction between my device and my vehicle. Right, but you were I super- want to be able to sit in and just have it do what I want. Right, but like uh, a year ago, but we were talking about this. But for me, it better be CarPlay because I got, you know, I'd yeah. like to have Siri on my dash. And you had, you were kind of limited last time we talked about this in a few car brands. There was like a Ferrari. Right. And a, Kia. a Fiat or a yeah. Kia or something like <laughs> two very very similar cars. I mean, yeah. just last time I went to buy a car, I was really trying to figure out should I spend like a hundred thousand dollars for the base model or should I go and spend you know twenty thousand dollars on the uh, Supreme top? Which, model. for the record, is why there's a Ferrari in the driveway. Correct. Right. That, that is the answer. Yes. So, so I just saw a commercial on TV the other day, and I know you haven't seen it yet because you don't watch commercials. Um, but the it's true. Yeah, the new Chevy Malibu. Has Apple Play in it? Really? Yeah. Now, now here's the here's, so now there's a reason to buy a Malibu. Is this the same Chevy Malibu that the 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 commercials say that like some woman confused with like an eighty thousand dollar car? Yeah, yeah. So they they did bullshit. Look, <laughs> I'm let me. Well, let me, well, you're you're really like just Americans. Sometimes we're not that bright. Before uh, before before I get into this, the description of the commercial. Let me let me start off by saying I'm very skeptical of this, but. What they were selling, what the, what they did in the commercial, and again, I am super skeptical uh, that this is real at all because I've ridden in previous generations Chevy Malibus and they were pieces of shit. Uh, they took all the badging off and yeah. then they put like some people in like, hey, what do you think about this car? Right. What car do you think it is? And everybody was like, I don't know, maybe it's like a Lexus or a Mercedes. It's really nice. And, uh, and it they looks like in. a fucking Kia. And no, so I will say, <laughs> I will say. Externally, without the badges, it it does look like maybe. And again, without the badges and on the TV, right? So it's not even like I can see right. like the build quality or anything right. really. Um, it did look like maybe like a, a nicer sedan of some sort, a Kia. Those look really nice these days. Uh, or or like the uh, what's the other uh, Korean brand that's that's been putting out the- Daewoo. Daewoo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, that was on the list too. You know, uh, this is very true. I yeah. like that we both went there. It was like Tesla, Ferrari, Daewoo, or Kia. I can't tell. Like, right. I want one of them. Yeah, uh, but apparently it's got Apple Play built in. So I don't know. I figured Zach's next car maybe a Chevy Malibu adds thirty five k at least to your estimate <laughs> of the <sure>. car. <laughs> wait, they, only? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe the, the additional cost that they tack on for nav systems or whatever else in a car because you're like. 
all right, base model. No, 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 this seems like a reason. It's a twenty thousand dollar car or something. And if you want the nav package, that's ten grand. I'm like, you put a teeny shitty computer in here with a teeny shitty LCD, and that's ten grand upgrade. What the fuck? Well, and like three sunroofs and all leather seats, and like it's a well, package, man. Yeah, you. Oh, you, right, you right, can't you gotta, a la carte a car because no. it, the the um you know, like top of the line model and the bottom of the line model yeah. have a completely different hole in the dashboard. Yes, right. That that it, it is a custom now, dashboard for every car model. I will say up until perhaps three years ago, I always sprung when I had the ability to for the nav package because I I I live on the east side of Seattle. Yeah. I never go away from the east side of Seattle unless it's a long road trip. Yeah. If I need to like I could get you to maybe Safeco Field. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, go south. Go I'm, south. Yeah. Like I, I'm just no good. So like I need nav. And especially in a city, like GPS signals suck. Now, for the past few years, I've been using Waze either on the Windows phone or on an iPhone. Yeah. And I can drive through the middle of the city with Waze and with augmented GPS, with they use the uh, the cell towers as well as GPS yep. signal. Yep. It's fucking flawless. And yeah. I don't know if I would spend just for nav. Now, if it's going to get me a heated well, well, and cool seat you, that massages me, I'm getting nav because I, I need to I can tell you exactly how much you spent for nav. You spent about $700 for nav in your pocket. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like so that's, that's true. That's, and, that's and how much it costs for nav. Honestly, that's why the last uh, couple times I've bought a car, I've actually went – and it, I think on well, like when we were buying one of the Mazdas, it was – just nav was was the option. Like everything else was the same, and it was like an extra fifteen hundred bucks. And I was like, but my cell phone that I already have, like, right. uh, eh, screw it, I don't need it. Um, so I don't know. Although that said, have you seen the screens in the Tesla? I <laughs> haven't. Just, yeah, oh my God. there's like seventeen inch LCDs. Yeah, we were we were just screwing around in Bellevue Square, and they had uh, in in the Tesla store. We we're checking it out and looked in there, and it's it's amazing how huge. Yeah, it's like a seventeen inch screen mounted yeah. in the center console, yeah. and it's that actually feels like it's worth some money, right? Now, have you guys speaking of speaking of Nav UI? Have you guys ever driven a BMW? No. Do you want to drive a BMW? Eh, I could. Like, okay, go to CES we, next year. Yeah. At CES, BMW has a gigantic presence, and you can go drive a car. Last year, I drove an i3. C- couldn't I just go to the dealership and drive a car? Yeah, but you get to drive a car by yourself. Oh. Wait, they don't even send anybody with you? Nope. That's... They could probably remote turn off the car, lock the doors, and probably. Like, gas you. Yeah, 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 but still, like, that doesn't mean you're not going to, like, crash it into something. No, that's very true. I mean, yeah. they get your details off your driver's license yeah. and stuff like it's that. It's not like they're just throwing out keys. Yeah, drive a Beamer. Right. But you know, anytime you go on a test drive with a, at a dealership or something, they you know the dealer's in there with you, right? Selling you the car, basically. No, this is but, by yourself. So oh, as we oh. all know, nothing corners like a rental. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like an i three all electric small car. Like I'm a big guy, like Matt. But the the i three it felt like a good size and all all electric four motors in, in each wheel man you put your foot down and that thing flies now this year I drove a seven fifty i which is the exact opposite spectrum uh, of the the i three it's okay. the like executive class uh, right. town like car large, boat thing l- l- yeah large sedan style yeah, yeah. now they have basically you're doing uh, uh, a circumference of the Las Vegas Convention Center, so it's a bunch of right turns. Yeah, um, but they have it plugged into the to the nav system. The 750i that I drove 
has a heads up display. Now that like under the dash, under, under the, the, uh, the screen, the yeah, what do they call that? Head, the, windshield? the windshield. The windshield. Yes. yes. So the windshield. Your your map is projected, overlaid onto the no, windshield. No, 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 no. It was just a little bit. Basically, if the like two car lengths in front of you, about their bumper level. Okay. Um, the you got current speed and basically the next turn that you needed to take. That's cool, though. That's it what was, you need. Yeah, yes, it was perfect. Yeah. It was really good. There's been a bunch of other cars that have had uh, heads-up displays on them. Right. Like, I think I saw one years and years ago in a Corvette or something. I was like, holy crap, that is the coolest thing yeah. ever. You can actually buy little uh, heads-up display units that go on your yeah. uh, dashboard, and it'll project but up it, on there. But it's going to be integrated crap. would be this awesome. Is, yeah. yeah. So everybody just needs to go buy a 750i, and right. the world will be happy. What, is, what do those run? I don't so I can start know. Saving? I don't know, but <laughs> like but I 10, took, 11 I was able to take a right on red, and there was nobody <laughs> else around, and somebody in front of me going really slow, and I was effectively able to pass them at <clears throat> thirty five miles an hour or, or more, um, really fast, and it was so phenomenal. It was like the acceleration of an i three, but like in a tank. Yeah, it was awesome, huh? So my only experience really riding in a beat is I think in Chris's BMW, which I don't know what model he has. But it feels when I've gone like, and it's just around campus or something, really small in there. Like that was my experience, well, and he I was has like, one of the smaller ones. I know, but like, it's not like the Germans are a small people. So <laughs> I was like, this is that weird. Is a good this, point. this is oddly no, cramped in here. Th- this this was a big car, and it had um, it had like a nine or ten inch screen for both rear um, passengers and another like seven or eight inch touch screen in the console, like oh, in the middle yeah. for the, the back seat. Like it was, it was cool. Yeah. I wouldn't mind one of those. I'm guessing that, uh, well, if I buy one, it wouldn't fit in the garage that my wife also wants to buy next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. She's decided that she needs a massive suburban or something like that to carry the kid. But you've got, a, you've she got has a friend. 350. <laughs> Right, right. But, you know, once the second kid comes and the second kid and the first kid are both going to have friends and then we're going to have to fit the whole fucking neighborhood in the car. And I'm like, no, just tell them to drive with somebody else. I I had this (laughs) argument with my wife because she wanted, we need the third seat in case the friends want the friends because I've got twins. And I'm like, no, we we don't. And we honestly never have. I mean, Um, maybe next time we're hanging out, can you just subtly mention that to my wife? I mean, I got a crew cab truck with a bench seat so you can get six people in there comfortably but um which means the friends can the you know both kids can bring a friend but we got the minivan but we got the minivan mostly because of the sliding doors and the kids well my my older daughter i love her she was really concerned about accidentally hitting the car next to her she opened the door Uh, which frankly i wish my wife would be concerned about that well i I think that reflects on us as awesome parents right (laughs) but with the sliding doors like, she doesn't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. So we got the minivan, and we have space for everything. Uh, the last thing that you may want to spend your money on at CES, but maybe not, is the new TVs. What's new in TVs? Okay. So, I mean, there's 4K. So there's 4K. Is there 8K? There is 8K. 16K? I haven't seen that. Damn it. Um, so 4K, uh, high uh, HDR, high-definition Resolution? No. Right, like your iPhone takes with pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fancy yeah. color mode. It'll composite yeah. a bunch of stuff. And- On an OLED screen. Ooh. Looked amazing. Really? Caveated with, it's still next to impossible to find 4K content. Right. And I can't, 
justify the expense of buying a new TV to replace a TV that's perfectly great. So Th- that's how, how where, much would that run actually? Like in a let's just say a small sixty incher. I mean, th- you're probably talking in the three to four K range. I don't know. I, I don't. Know. I haven't priced them. See, and that's my that's kind of my problem right now. Is if you're just getting a you know a 1080p um, TV, like I've got two in my fucking house that are sixty inches, fifty five somewhere right. in that that area. <laughs> But like Rich motherfucker. <laughs> the last one I bought, which was for the kids' room, for them to have a nice place to hang out with their friends. <laughs> Your kids needed a fifty-inch TV. Five hundred bucks. Don't yours? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, exactly. Here's the thing. It's, it's, it's five hundred bucks. So I'm like, well, why not? Why not? Right? right. Like, like ten years ago, I'd have been buying the twenty-seven-inch screen right. for well, a CRT. Right. For more money, and now I can buy. I'm like, well, why well, not? Because it doesn't take up space. It hangs on the fucking wall. Yeah, I, I can watch it. So the second sounds day, like shit, but yeah. anyway. So the second day at CES, I got there right as it opened at 9 a.m. instead of 10 a.m. the day before, and I guess everybody was hungover because I kind of had the place to myself for the most part. <laughs> I talked to a guy from Sony, and I put that question to him. I'm like, look, why do I want this? T-? Like, I want this TV. Yeah, but I don't need this TV. The, I think the TV makers have gotten to the point where they're so used to having an upgrade cycle of like, look, we went from um, shitty standard definition mm-hmm. to you know 720 and then 1080. Right. Yeah, right. Those are huge jumps in quality. And then we went from from you know tubes where like I had a 34 inch Sony high def TV that weighed like 225 pounds. Uh, yeah, I think we all it, had. Yeah, that same a very one. similar, if not right. the same one. Right, and and you know, then you get into flat screen technologies, and it's incredible. Now, right, nobody needs to replace their one inch thick TV with a you know, like half inch thick TV. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's where it's for me is that all right. I've got a sixty inch TV. I don't really need it any bigger. Right. Um. The the quality from eight feet back where I'm watching it. Doesn't like like yeah if I was if I was watching it from six inches away okay I do do that when I'm playing video games but whatever <laughs> um, while standing uh, yeah uh, well that's that's ergonomics that's right it, right it is totally look look at you right now you're standing we do the podcast standing because you like it to sounds stand more you, exciting exactly, there's more energy right? to bring Brings, to the table hey that's the same thing right I'm I'm more focused um, wait there isn't a table I, I've got a table all right fair enough <laughs> um, I I just can't. I can't justify like it's it's it feels marginally better. Right? I totally get yes. 4K is definitely better than 1080p, but again at, at a eight foot viewing distance, it's kind of marginally right. better. And an organic LED, the OLED screen, like the blackest black, like you know the the plasma screens. Oh, it's the blackest blacks yeah. and the brightest brights. No OLED screen, the blackest blacks and the brightest brights. It add HDR on there, everything's more intense. Yeah, I actually. Th- Thought that in a dark space, like watching a movie at night in your living room, I thought it would be too bright. It's wow. almost like the yeah. colors were like searing my eyes. I'm like, I think I'd turn that down a little bit. Yeah. And then the it feels like everything else that they're doing is gimmicky a little bit to me. Like the yeah. curved screens feel gimmicky. Well, curved screen's um, great if you're sitting right in front of the TV, but then I'm going to piss off my wife. Yeah, exactly, right? If you're, if you're right smack center, but anybody off to either side, it feels less right. experienced. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm super happy that TV technology is where it's at because it feels uh, amazing right now. Right. I don't know that I feel like there's much they can do to make it better. No. Other than drop the price, but uh, you know they're obviously not invested in yeah. doing I mean, that. I mean, Netflix and some other things are starting to roll out 4K content, but 
Yeah. Okay. And then, but but once you get past 4K content, how do you but, get better than 4K? I mean, like, 8K is the, next, but 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 like that humans can actually discern at a at a quantitative level. I don't you think know? you could like at the eight foot level. I don't think you could discern yeah. 4K from 1080p. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think I, I think you can if you're doing the Pepsi challenge with it, right? If you put them side by side, sure. you kind of go. Yeah, yeah, that one's a little bit better, right? Or yeah, yeah, that one's clearly better. Right. Even if you say yeah, it's clearly better, but if you take it away and you don't have the comparison in front of you, you go, right. yeah, that's pretty good. When then, when when you look at that comparison, and then you know, Price is Right style, they reveal the prices, and it's five hundred dollars <laughs> versus forty five hundred dollars. Fuck right. it, I'm going for ten eighty p. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other stuff that was cool at CES that I, I do want to quickly mention. Um, there's some really awesome uh, education stuff. Um, Lego was there. They have a whole education series in this this uh, um, classroom kit where you can build all sorts of machines. It has a sensor. It has a motor. You can program it via Bluetooth from a tablet. They can teach you um, teach the kids programming. Yeah. Um, to to make the things the the whatever you build do different stuff. It was really cool. Um, other uh, Square Panda, look them up. I think it's squarepanda.com. Really great for, like, I've got a four-year-old to help teach phonics and letters okay, and all yeah. that, that stuff. Wonder Workshop, um, they have uh, same um, kind of coding concept. You can uh, get these little robots. We got them for Christmas last year, and I need to uh, bring them back out. And they were, unfortunately, that kind of two-hour thing uh, on Christmas presents. I need to reintroduce those um, to the, the play cycle, if you will. Okay. Um, uh, so what really distinguishes cool. them? What makes them cool? Uh, you can program them or the kids can program them to do whatever they want. Um, they have now have a catapult for the Wonder Workshop robots. <laughs> so look okay, at that. Cats. would be awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, NASA was there. The, the inner nerd in me was – okay, it's really much more of an outer nerd. Was really happy to see NASA there. Um, oh, other cool thing. There's a, a pilot – um, I don't know, some generic brand, but they have a double A battery that you pull the positive end off of and there's a USB plug in there and you just recharge the battery directly. That was kind of cool. Oh, that is badass. Um, and then, uh, lastly, um, well, there's a lot more on my blog, but there is, um, at the iDevices booth, uh, this is another one of those home automation companies. Um, they had, um, a light bulb that they were, um, using as a part of their demo, like, hey, we can turn on and off lights. Right. But the light bulb was LED. It was about three and a half inches tall, and it looked like the old school exposed filament Ooh. like light bulb. That's kind of cool. And so I'm talking to the guys. I'm like, hey, your technology is really cool, but I don't give a shit. Where did you get those bulbs? <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, if you look on my blog, it's nathan.thenovox.net. So T-H-E-N-O-V-A-K-S dot N-E-T, Nathan in front of that. Um, you will see it. It's from Feet Electric, F-E-I-T Electric. Um, and I got a – I unscrewed one of the bulbs and took a really close-up picture so you can get the model number. Like it's – Nice. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it was uh, – CES was fun. It was It was like – I forgot to look at my uh, numbers on the Fitbit before I came over here. But it was it was, <laughs> um, it was probably about um, 40,000 steps in three days? No, 45,000 steps in three days? Yeah, that's not surprising. We were uh, okay, shocked yeah. at how many steps we got just at PAX. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you're hitting 15,000 a day, basically. Yeah, I hit 20 one day. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was it was good. It was good. Um, definitely going to go again next year. Um, see if I can uh, take my wife, and we'll make a nerd vacation out of it. Nice, nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, Very I cool. think we're going to have to... Yeah, we're going to have to set up for us, too. I don't know about the there. wives, but... Uh... No, no, we'll leave them. <laughs> we take them with us when we go for, like, the Tough Mudder. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Did you have any uh, last-minute questions there, Matt? No, I think I'm good. That's Great. That sounds awesome, though. I'm yeah. I'm kind of wishing I'd thought to go yeah. this year. And so, like... you know, I, I blog every... You know, I, I spend, you know, two or three hours a night um, doing a blog, Um because I kind of view my role as, you know, John Q. Public at CES and nobody gets to go in the door. And yeah. I have a really cool privilege of being able to get in yeah. just because I work at Microsoft. And so I kind of wanted to share that experience. Well, now I'm going to feel guilty if we go and then just get wasted afterwards. No, don't worry. We'll, we'll work through it. <laughs> what, was the, what was your blog again? Nathan.thenovox.net. Thank you very much, Nathan. We appreciate having you here. And, uh, you know, if you're willing or have a strong desire to talk anytime, just let us know. Come back on the show anytime you want. Thanks for the invite. Great. Uh, In that case, I guess uh, everybody have a good week, and we will talk to you soon. See you later.